they get you around here? I've got a funny feeling he is. You've got to do these things to to kind of find the people or find out who's you know down here. And look at this at the back. Yeti. But it almost has like a different language when you come down here at night. It all seems a bit more eerie, a bit more oppressive, you know. Yeah, it'd be cool, it'd be cool if he if he is here tonight because I've got a few things I'd like to ask him, you know. Um got a good few things I'd like to ask him, just about graffiti, about you know, does he class himself as a, a writer, does he class himself as a, an artist? I'm just curious to what his explanations are and what his uh, philosophies are on writing and But he seems to be all over this area. It's like his um, stomping ground. And, um, and do you know what? I've just noticed something, right? Yeti 21. I hope he, I hope he hasn't like passed away or something. Because that's not going to be very good, that is it? Me hunting for someone who's like, like he died uh, in 21. Not Mr. Current Affairs. It's hard when you come down here by yourself because you don't know how old these are. You don't know how long they've been here. I mean, it's quite interesting as well because some of the graffiti that was on over the other side looked like it had been here for maybe 25 years. I might go up the top of that footbridge and uh, have a better, a better view, a better angle of where I'm trying to be kind of thing. Because it looks a bit dodgy just wandering through um, subways and what middle of Scotland. So I'm still on the search for the Yeti. Still searching. But it's obviously the light's all gone now but I preempted that and I brought me brought me light. And um just I'm gonna I wish the camera would pick all this up because it's like you can hear you can actually hear the cars gone. You can hear the cars gone over the bridge. Looks a bit sketchy. But it's pretty it's pretty cool down here. It's, I mean you wanna do some nice graph and not get disturbed but well, I mean there's always risk involved uh, isn't it? Uh, should have brought the other one really without the things on sorry I mean look at all this stuff here I mean, I wonder who's wrote Abba on there. Throob. Three, four, five. 
just under the bridge and I'm right down at the Tyne. So this is the Tyne here, if you can see it. having a look under the bridge there because I don't want to see anyone fucking hanging up there hanging there you hear lots of like horror stories people have been been hanging there for for months and months um, yeah so I'm still lurking around um, could still be yeah I'm optimistic quite optimistic that he's gonna be still here you see there's a tent there as well but I don't know who's in there it's like a little tent there but uh, I wonder if he's in there I mean I didn't really want to disturb the, the guy in the tent um, but there you go mate I'm just I'm still yeah and I'm representing I'm representing as I say in a complete nutcase under Scottswood Bridge um, yeah, I can hear like some talking. I, I don't know. I'm not too sure if that's him because I can hear someone chatting, but it. So the heard a, I heard like a scream there, but I don't know where that come from. I'm not going to hang about you for. I'm not going to hang about you for too long because it's a bit sketchy. You can hear like mobile phones going off in the background and all sorts. So. Nowhere to be seen. The man's Houdini. starting to get the bit of hell, blood pumping round now like so I want to find this guy Yeah, you trying to speak with me Eddie? Three, three, four days now, and um, I'm really pleased that you come down here tonight. I, I don't know if you, if you heard what I was doing because I put a couple of feelers out. And uh, I follow Peak Magazine. I know what you're about. The culture events that you're following in your castle are really, really great. Um, that I've came down to try and catch you, so I can try and give some of my opinions to. This is an interview for Peak Magazine. We're joined with the graffiti artist Yeti. He's come down here tonight. We're under Scotswood Bridge. We're in. Uh, Scotswood, we're in the subways. Yeti, 
why the Yeti, uh, where does it come from, what's, it, what's the inspiration? I was writing Die and I was looking for a sentence to make up where I used each of the letters from Die and I kept coming up with Do Yetis Exist? And I wrote it three or four times and I really liked the shape of the letters Yeti. Once you like the shape of something and you can get flow, it makes a big difference. Um, also, the actual name and like the, the creature Yeti, it kind of fits in with my graffiti. I like to be out of the way, I like to do little underpasses, out of the way spot stuff that's going to last a long time and not get buffed. I've done an, an interview with a prolific graffiti writer in the northeast um, by the name of Inch. Um, he stopped us quite early on in the interview and said, um, I'm not a graffiti artist, I'm a graffiti writer. And I'm just interested to, to hear from you. Do you class yourself as a writer or an artist? Uh, most, most definitely I'm, I'm an artist. I'm not a graffiti writer. Um, Inch is a graffiti writer. I've met graffiti writers. Um, that's something very different to I do. I do have a passion for graffiti, but a writer takes it to the next level. Um, writers that I've met or spent time with, they're a different thing to what I am. They're much more committed. Um, I know I'm still willing to go to jail for my artwork because I'm doing illegal spots, but I'm not doing the kind of risky spots that real writers do. Are you looking, when you're creating your work, are you looking for some artistic acceptance or to be accepted within the fraternity of graffiti writing? Not at all. Um, I, I create art for myself. Um, I always have. I started creating art for myself when I very first moved to Newcastle. I uh, moved to Newcastle when I was about nine, ten year old. I moved from Durham, Pete Lee. Um, and obviously my accent was very different to the way people talked in Newcastle. So I kind of went within myself a bit and I, that was where I learned to draw. I had an encyclopedia and it had a bunch of peregrine falcons in and I spent months and months drawing peregrine falcons. I learned to shade, shadow, highlights, lowlights um, and ever since then, since nine year old, I've always used creativity and art as a way to control my emotions, my mental state. Um, if I'm having rough times, I always turn to art. I'm not after anybody's acceptance other than doing it for me. Your style has a, a kind of nod to, you know, the, the bygone New York walls of like 1979 to, uh, to 80. Thank you very um, much, that means a lot. <laughs> do you take a, a homage from that or is, is this something that you've looked at, is a subway art, something that you've you've uh, browsed through and you've been inspired by? So, sub Subway Art, um, a lot of people consider to be the Bible. Um, I got my first copy of a Northeast writer called Tim. He stole it from a library to give us. <laughs> um, so I've got a proper copy, you know, it's been raised. Um, I, I do love it. I love the artwork in it. By the time it got to that style of artwork, it's not the stuff I like a bit too much. It's a bit too clean for me. I prefer the stuff between the, the early 70s, 73 to 75. We're talking phase twos, the early blades, um, staff 
uh, love stuff. Jester, absolutely fantastic. My favourite ever piece is a comic piece that was done in about 1974, and it was a white fat cat scatter fill with a red, slightly orangey out outline thin. And basically, I'm still basing everything I do on that one cool uh, comic piece. <laughs> wow. I mean, um, I, I was a big fan of uh, 2000 ADs. Um, I've, I've had a couple of interviews where I've talked about 2000 AD, like Str Strontium Dog, Dread, Brigand Doom. It's like a, um, a brigand on a horse coming into the, uh, the the 21st, you know. So it's just, I think a lot of artists, graffiti writers included, have been inspired by comics of like from when they were growing up. I hear it yeah. all the time. So uh, I, I sort of I had two false starts with graffiti. Um, and in between them false starts, I was still drawn and I turned to comics. For me, it was manga stuff. Yeah. I used to like the manga stuff, um, the Akira's and things like that. I could spend hours buying the manga comics and just copying the pictures. Um, I've also spent time doing tattoo drones, like tattoo style works, like Grim Reapers and things like that, lots of shading. Um, I, I've changed my drone styles lots through the years. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm finally settled on something that I can call my own. It's my own style and I think I've worked very hard to get it. In branding terms, is is the, um, doing graffiti art, is it more about the positioning than the actual thrown up on the wall? For me, it's a relaxation. It, it, if I've had a hard week at work, I want to go out, I'll find myself a quiet spot. You've seen where I, where I paint um, on the edge of a river. If you come down here at 3.30 in the morning, it's really quiet, it's very silent, it's very serene. Um, I can do my artwork, I can relax, I can take all the stress away from the week. I can go home, make myself some breakfast, take the dog for a walk, and my work and life's complete. I've, I've removed all of that stress from work. Is graffiti out still outside the cultural mainstream, or has it became? the cultural mainstream 100% if you're talking about graffiti it's a completely outside they will not accept it because it's criminal damage um, street art is getting more and more accepted um, and lots of street artists are getting some fantastic spots now but if you go out and do real graffiti it's not accepted the government don't like it it's not in their terms and conditions they want to send you to jail for it I don't think it'll ever be accepted until we get people that are growing up now with Instagram seeing graffiti as a normal thing when them are in their 40s and 50s and them are ruling the world then we may see a change. It's been said that any subculture that exists in spite of capitalism is irresistible to capitalism. Would you agree with that? Are people making money from graffiti? Probably not yet. Um, I don't. Well, but then the other side of it is a lot of graffiti has influenced graphic design and everywhere you look, graffiti is in graphic design, cereal boxes. Walk around your local Aldi and have a look at the cereal boxes. There's some burners on the front of them packets. Um, so commercialism has took what we did, or what the pioneers did, not what I did, that's crazy. Um, what the pioneers have did, and they've turned it into something very saleable, um, put it on billboards. They've noticed the strength and the impact what writers did has on the general public and they're using that to their own ends and their money, so 100% it's affected by capitalism.
dubs over tags, dubs over throats, pieces over dubs. Does this still exist? Is this is this true in graffiti folklore? And it's a double-edged uh, question. If someone was artistically inclined and decided to go over this piece, what would happen? So, uh, yeah, them rules do exist. A lot of people <laughs> follow them, a lot of people don't follow them. Um, I'm of the opinion, and this is my opinion, that somebody's art isn't any more important than somebody else's because it's more coloured in. Um, I love a hollow throw. When you look at the likes of Jar or Mist One, the absolute brutality of what them do on walls, to me that deserves to be over the top of absolutely everything. Um, but that's my opinion. Some people think that because you've spent a lot of time and more risk doing something, um, yours deserves to be there. And that's entirely up to them to think that. But personally, your art is your art and you should never ever give up on anything inherently creative um, to please somebody else. It should always be your art, not somebody else's. Rule fuck rules. <laughs> I'm also quite interested, when when was the first time you, you actually put paint to the wall? So, I, I had a couple of false starts with graffiti. Um, the first one was in middle school. <laughs> so, it seemed like everybody, all the lads at once, seen two films, The Wanderers and The Warriors. And on Newbigin Hall back then, we were all like, 10 year old, 11 year old, and we made two gangs, the Wanderers and the Warriors. Um, and because I could draw a little bit, somebody put a can in my hand and I had to go around Newbigin Hall in the territories and I had to write Warriors and I used to put Ajax, you know. That kind of lasted two weeks and a couple of lads um, got fairly decent beatings and the police came around and put a stop to that awful quick for a bunch of youngins. Um, so that was that was the first one, so I actually, and. When you watch the Warriors, the movie, and you see the graffiti in the background on the subway trains and uh, in the stations and things like that, back in the 80s when I seen that, it, it just looked so cool. It looked really, really good. Very well filmed. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. I think uh, I think it's a film that's uh, captured the imagination of a lot of people. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Even that whole just trying to get home concept. Yeah. Um, how, how many times have you been on a night out, slightly worse for wear, and you just want to get home? It's that feeling. It, it taps into that sort of the nature of a person, really, doesn't it? Was was hip hop a major influence in your journey? It was. Uh, yeah. So there was a library on Newbury Hall back in the day, and they got a couple of cassettes in. One was Run DMC, Tougher Than Leather. And the other one was Eric B and Rakeem, paid in full. Um, I got them two cassettes, they never went back to the library, obviously. Um, played them until I wore them out. Um, then I moved on to Public Enemy, Big Daddy Kane, um, went right the way through the whole lot, you know. I, I, I don't really listen to much hip-hop now. Um, if I do, it tends to be old stuff. Um, I want to listen to Sugar Hill Gang, things like that. Um, my music journey, a lot like my graffiti journey, once I started listening to something, I tend to work my way back. So now it tends to be like Mississippi blues men that I listen to. Um, that real raunchy, sort of electric funk blues. Uh, I, I like that, that kind of thing. And the same with my graffiti. Um, I started like in the prettier stuff and it soon degenerated into the real hard New York style, you know, the, the throps and the the tags, really, really pretty. As artists, we'll have to move on, we'll have to evolve, we'll grow. What's next for Yeti? So, um, at the minute, I'm, I'm, I've been reading a book by a guy called William Mortison. Um, he wrote a book called The Command to Look. Um, 
it's basically the basis of psychology in TV adverts and a lot of how the government use images to control you. He kind of started that with this book and he used to use fear responses to make you look at his photography work. Like a S-shaped theme in your picture would elicit the response of seeing a snake. Um, so you would have to look, um, sharp things um, like pyramids, sharp objects, um, represent swords, make, make you have to look. Um, the, these sort of things affect the psychology of you and make your eyes follow through a picture. Um, the guy's work was that revered that um, the, the, the Satanist worshipper, um, Anton LaVey, he dedicated his book, The Satanic Bible, to William Mortison, who wrote the theory on how you can uh, get people's attention and hold people's attention using psychology and images. And that really appeals to us at the minute. Um, some of my artwork, a lot of my A3 artworks at the minute, I'm using a lot of them themes. I'm doing S-shaped things with rivers and roads, and I'm putting points in there to carry your eye through. But I'm also trying to make it, this is my idea of following on his, his, his idea, is I'm trying to almost make my artwork look like Egyptian hieroglyphics. I want you to be able to read it. If there's a road, it represents a journey. If the road's coming from a house, it represents a journey from somewhere safe. If it's going nowhere, it represents to the unknown. If there's lightning hit the road, oh, there's trouble, you know? Um, clouds I tend to use for emotion. If there's a sunshine coming out from behind the cloud, you know, I'm reasonably happy if there's rain, you know, if there's thunder and lightning in the picture, um, you better watch out and leave us alone because it's going to get ratty, you know. Um, so I want people to be able to look at my artwork and almost decipher what I was thinking when I made it. So it's, it's more sort of the psychology behind artwork that I'm looking at at the minute and I'm working towards. Wow, that's cool, man. But, yeah. You know, the stuff that goes into it, the, the, the psychology, the, uh, the, the subtextual, I, items and mindset that go into this kind this kind of work yeah um so one, one of the things i tend to do which is, is a nice little touch is uh, i basically wholesale ripped off stay high's stick figure man stay high literally has the best tag ever i love his tag and the stick figure man from the same the same tv show um I, I wanted to do that, but how do you rip off steer high, you know? So I thought, well, I'll change it slightly. Instead of having him bending over, smoking, I'll, I'll have him walking around. And that led to us uh, getting him to do different things. I've had him breaking wind. I've had him holding glow. One piece where I hold a heart saying, I feel blue, uh, feeling blue till I see you. But it was the letters, I see you. So, you know, it was a play on words like feeling blue because he's having a heart attack and he needs to go to I see you or feeling blue because he's missing a certain person. Um, I, I, I like giving me stick my character things to do. I'd done a piece where I had him bending over, tooting out of the background, and I had Take Your Breath Away wrote on the front of it. Um, that was one of my favourites. I smile every time I see that one when I walk past. <laughs> Finally caught up with Yeti. We've, we've, made, we've had a good little chat with you, and I really appreciate you, you know, being down here and chatting, chatting to people. I wish you the best, the best of luck with your artistic endeavours. Thanks for showing an interest. Uh, it means a lot when people show an interest in your work. Um, we are out here in the cold, 
risking our safety and our lives to give people free art. Um, when it is appreciated, it is appreciated. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, man.